them at a hockey game that actually happened on Valentine's Day a few years ago. So let's go ahead and play the video. I'm going to tell you guys a little what's happening. So you can probably assume what the perspective is of the camera guy, right? He sees this guy and this girl sitting together at a hockey game on Valentine's Day. So his perspective is like, I got to give these guys on the kiss cam, right? It makes sense. His perspective is that they're there together. And so wait for it. If you know what happens, don't reveal it. But when they get put on the kiss cam, this is what happens. It's his sister. It's his sister. How awkward is that? I mean, you don't want to kiss your sister anyway, guys, right? Rather than definitely not in front of thousands of people. But guys, listen up. The cameraman's perspective was reasonable. I mean, we could probably safely assume that if a guy and a girl are together on Valentine's Day, they would, you would assume they're a couple, but they were not. And props to that guy for taking something that could have been extremely awkward and turning it into a viral video opportunity, which is all of our dreams, right? That would be seriously awesome. But have you guys ever had a situation like that where you've gone into something with a perspective that you were convinced was right and then you realize it was actually completely wrong? Um, if I'm being honest, I've had many moments like that in my own life and in honor of Valentine's Day and being vulnerable. A lot of those situations have happened in my life with guys that I've had feelings for. And so I think I had my first real crush when I was in sixth grade. Who's in sixth grade in here? Some of you guys, some of you. Okay, okay, thank you. Awesome. Sit down, sit down. You're fine. All right. Um, well, I think I had my first real crush when I was in sixth grade, and I remember it so well. Guys, he was so cute. He was in the grade above me. He had long blonde hair that like swooped in front of his face. He wore skinny jeans and he had the, they're like, what? He had a studded belt, guys, a studded belt that was like neon and multicolored. And he always wore a zip up jacket. I think one of them had like a skull on it. It was epic. He was the epitome, listen up, he was the epitome of early 2000s skater boy. Guys, I was smitten, let me tell you what. I would sing Avril Lavigne's Skater Boy in my head every day at school, wishing that that was my life. All you students are like, what the heck is she talking about? I might have just aged myself a little bit, but there's some leaders that know what I'm talking about, right? Avril Lavigne, what, what? Yes, absolutely. Well, just to give you, again, another glimpse in my perspective of this situation, when I had a crush on this guy, was that I was so obvious about my feelings. Like, I thought he could tell that I totally liked him. But as I, years later, as I'm looking back on it, I could step into his perspective and see that what I thought was obvious, I would freak out and get really nervous every time he came around. So I would, like, shut down and, like, not talk to him or run away and hide. And now I'm seeing his perspective was probably more of he didn't really know I existed because I would run away and I would hide. He probably didn't know I was even there or alive or whatever. But again, during this time, my perspective was that it was clear as day. It was clear as day that I had feelings for him. And the fact that he wasn't returning those feelings for me, I started to feel like I had low self-esteem. I started to kind of even feel rejected, you know, because he wasn't returning those feelings. And maybe you understand, maybe you know what that feels like. Maybe you um, feel that way about dating or just life in general. You look around and you think, everyone else to get a date or it seems like I look around and everyone else is having things go their way and go really well except for me 
encounter, but it's something that we are all going to face at some point. Maybe you've already faced it. If you haven't, you probably will. It's not fun, right? You can agree with me? It's no walk in the park, and it's not fun. And hey, guys, I need you to listen up. So we're in a series right now where we're talking about the concept of being more than friends. And even though statistics tell us that a lot of people your age, most people your age aren't in relationships right now, and a lot of you probably have never dated, but the thing is, when we think about becoming more than friends, it's a big deal, right? Relationships are a big deal. We're constantly surrounded by that idea in media, on Instagram. We've got hashtag couple goals, or I saw a lot of my forever Valentine today, or in movies and TV shows. It's because this idea of becoming more than friends brings a lot of emotion, and it brings feelings. And feelings are a very powerful thing. And actually, in the Bible, a guy named King Solomon says something that speaks to just that. He says, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. What he says in Proverbs 17, 22. So thinking back on when I was y'all of age, I look at my situation and I thought the medicine that I needed or the cure to this situation of would just be the, my situation of having low self-esteem, of being insecure, was if I could just be in a relationship. I thought if this guy could just like me back, it would fix everything. Maybe you feel the same way. But Solomon says differently. He says, a cheerful heart is the cure. In other words, a sense of joy is the cure or the medicine to feeling down. He didn't say that the answer is perfect life circumstances or things going your way, maybe in a relationship. A cheerful heart, a sense of joy is the cure. And the second part of that verse says, a crushed spirit dries up the bones. A broken spirit will leave you here. It'll wear you out. It's more than having a bad day or feeling bummed. It's about letting a bad day become a way of life. The word crushed, I feel like, captures it perfectly. It's that feeling of being weighed down by these feelings of unhappiness. Honestly, maybe that's why they call it a crush. This is kind of an epiphany moment for me. Like, you call it a crush because most likely you'll have a big crush by them. But, is that more good? Maybe a little bit? I don't know. But, I look again back on my situation, and that's exactly how I felt, guys. I felt crushed by my crush. And again, maybe you can relate. Maybe you felt those feelings of being crushed just by life. Maybe not another person, but just by life in general. And I don't know where you're at. You might be in a cheerful place or a crushed place. But I think what Solomon is saying in this is that what you feel on the inside never stays on the inside. It never does. It ends up seeping in the rest of your life. It did for me. Just to share a little bit more of my story, I didn't date at all in middle school. I didn't date at all in high school. I don't need your responses, guys. And I honestly didn't date for most of my college career. There were guys I would have liked to date, sure, absolutely, but it just never worked out. Feelings weren't returned, the timing wasn't right. 
I let it become a way of life, and I let it to start impact how I saw the other relationships in my life, my relationship with my friends and my family. I let it affect how I saw myself. I let it affect how I did in school, um, in my extracurriculars and sports. I never felt good enough. I felt insecure. And there are probably a lot of you in this room that can relate to that. Some of you have noticed that your dating life, lack of dating life, or just the fact that life isn't going how you want, affects everything. It's all you can think about, and it consumes you. And maybe you wish you had a cheerful heart, that's what you want, but how? How does that actually happen? It's not like you can change the way you feel about something. It's not like you can be thrilled about the fact that you're single or thrilled about the fact that things aren't going the way you want. It's not like you cannot care that you're going through a time of rejection. Maybe you have people gather around you that have said, it's okay, like you're fine, you'll be fine, cheer up, there's plenty of fish in the sea, whatever it is. And you just wonder, is that something that people can do? Is that possible? I want to encourage you guys with this. There are so many verses in the Bible that show us that it is something that we can do. Over and over in different times and places and circumstances, the writers of Scripture say things like rejoice, be glad, be of good cheer. And I imagine that the audiences of those original writers probably ask similar questions of like, is that even possible? How does someone actually change how they feel? We can see this written out actually in a letter that's written by the Apostle Paul. And he's writing to the church in Philippi to encourage them about this. And he says to them, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Another translation says to always be full of joy. That's the instruction when you feel down. Be full of joy. And he continues by reminding his readers of things that they can do to make that happen, to help make them be full of joy. And he says that they should treat people well. He says it can happen through prayer, and he says it can happen through being thankful for the things that they did have. And he says something, guys, that I think could change your whole perspective, especially if life isn't going the way you want and you're just kind of bummed out. This is what he writes in Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. What Paul is saying here is that what you think about matters. Having a cheerful heart and not a crushed spirit are both connected to what we think about. They're not simply affected by our circumstance, like whether we're dating or not, our life is going our way or not. This is really good news. Guys, this is great news because it means that we have a lot more control than we think we do. It doesn't mean that it's not going to bother us. It's just going to get to us. It's just a reality. 
inside that it's not going to be all that we think about. It's not going to be all that we think about. Listen, any time that you feel frustrated or have something frustrate you, it can be really tempting to let it dominate your thoughts. But before long, a bad moment will turn into a bad mood. And day after day, that bad mood will turn into a bad life. It will. But it doesn't have to be that way. It does not have to be that way. Just because one part of your life is bad or makes you unhappy, even if it is an important part, it doesn't mean that all of your life is bad. It doesn't mean that. Don't think about what you don't have. Think about what you do have. Think about such things. So Paul is telling us to make a shift in how we think. Why? Because when we don't change the way we think, we lose perspective. When we don't change the way we think, we will lose perspective. And a loss of perspective gives power to our circumstances. And when we give power to our circumstances, we will have a fresh spirit. It will crush our spirit if we give the power to our circumstances and not put the power where it belongs. That's what happened to me in school. I felt so much sadness over the fact that dating just wasn't going how I always hoped it would. And I let it crush my spirit, and I didn't see the journey that I got to be on, the journey that I was privileged to be on because God put me here for a purpose. I lost perspective of that. I lost perspective, and I know I'm saying perspective a lot, and it's kind of a weird word. It's a little hard to define, but basically what perspective is, is how you look at a situation. And it doesn't just happen. You choose it. You choose your perspective, or another way of saying that is your perspective is your pick. Okay, that's our bottom line for tonight, so write that down in your notes. Your perspective is is your pick. So I'm going to try a little experiment, okay? Stay with me. Don't get super distracted. Don't talk, okay? We're going to try a little experiment with perspective. So silently, I want everyone to go ahead and put your hand a few inches in front of your face with your fingers apart, kind of like you're going to high-five someone. Don't actually high-five anyone. But just place your hand a few inches in front of your face. And first, this is what I want you to do. I want you to focus on your hand. Focus on your hand, focus on your fingers. You can probably still see me, right? Do you see me? A little bit? Am I blurry? Okay, there we go. You can see me, but I'm blurry, right? Okay, now shift your focus and look at me. Keep your hand there, but look at me. This is kind of weird. I'm having a lot of eyes on me. Um, So I'm clear now, right? You guys can see me. You can see the stage. Now what does your hand look like as you keep looking at me? Is it blurry? It's blurry. Well done. Awesome. Go ahead and put your hands down and stay quiet, please. Guys, we're still talking. We're still having a real conversation together right now. Listen up. So what we just did there is you guys were able to see two different ways of seeing the same situation. See it? And that's what I want you guys to figure out when it comes to life circumstance or dating, it's always going to be a part of your world. And if it's not right now, it will be. It will be a big part of your world. And the whole thing is right in front of your face. But you can choose 
whether you focus on it. The choice is yours. It's okay to want things. It's okay to want to date. It's okay to want things good in your life. And outside of dating, we have things that we want, right? Whether that's like a spot on a team or a role in a play or you just want a good group of friends. You want people to accept you. It's normal to long for those kinds of things. And it's even okay to sometimes be frustrated by it. Also, side note, don't get distracted, but if dating is something that is happening, it is okay to be excited about it too, okay? I just want to make sure that's clear and stated. It is okay to be excited about stuff, but the thing is, when it's not happening the way you want, it doesn't have to be the main thing that you focus on. So when thoughts of someone you're interested in start to consume you, when your life begins to revolve around this one thing that you want really bad, when you start to feel like the deeper things in life would just be fixed if someone were to show you attention, when the more important things in life become blurry, it's time to take a step back. When the important things in life become blurry, take a step back. And it's time to pick a new perspective. It's time to fight for a cheerful heart. You're not going to suddenly feel differently. Your feelings aren't entirely under your control, but your attention, your focus, and the view of the situation that you have is. That is under your control. The thing that can be hard to remember as a student in your student years is the fact that where you are right now, the season you're in, is a very small piece of a much bigger life. But since this is the season you are in right now, it can be hard to see things clearly. You have moments where um, things don't turn out the way you want it and it's the actual end of the world. Like everything is crashing and you get a no and that no is a no to your potential and it's humiliating and you feel like you can't even function. And I want to tell you guys that it is normal. It is normal to be bummed out when things like that happen. But believe me, you're going to make it. Okay? You will make it through. And the sooner you make the decision to shift your focus, the sooner you'll see those tough moments in your life when things don't go your way, you're going to see them in the right perspective. Because the truth is, no circumstance, dating or otherwise, is going to give you the cheerful heart you want. And you're not stuck with a crushed spirit just because things aren't going your way. You can change your perspective. Your perspective is your pick. You can focus on something that's more important because, guys, I can promise you, there is so much more going on in your life. And there are good things going on in your life. Sometimes it just takes a little effort to see things that way. And that's okay. But I promise you, the decision to do that is worth it. And so I just want to say something to you guys. I'm going off my notes a little bit. But I just want to feel like I need to say this. Because I went through a season where I dealt with that, where I had the wrong perspective for a really long time. And it affected, like I said, my entire life. And I wish more people would have said this to me. And so, ladies, I'm going to start with you first. And I want, guys, I want you to hear this too. But, ladies, first, I don't know where you're at. You might not be in a place yet where you're really 
caring about what guys think of you, but you might be. And hear me right now. Do not wait for a boy to like you to feel beautiful. Do not wait for a boy to like you to feel treasured, okay? Do not. Listen to me. Listen to me. Guys, listen. I don't need you guys to get loud about this. I want you to listen and to hear me. Do not wait for someone to show you attention to feel worthy. Okay, guys, again, the same thing goes for you. I want you all to hear this. Your worth is not found in how many people find you attractive, want to date you, like your stuff on social media. Your worth is not found. I don't need you to clap. Just listen. I appreciate it, but just listen, okay? You are all carriers of the image of a God who loves you, who treasures you, who sent his son to die for you, who is present with you always. Your perspective of God right now might be that he's far away, that he's absent, that he doesn't care, that he's angry, or maybe he's too strict with all these rules. I'm not about it. No. God is good. God is loving. God is with you always. God is kind, and here's the thing, he's patient and he grants you freedom. He's not going to force you to see him that way. You have to choose that. He wants you to. He wants you to see the truth about him and who he is and how he feels about you and the fact that you find your worth in him, but he's not going to force it. That's what's so beautiful about the relational God that we serve. He sits and longs for us to come to him and to choose him. You have to choose to see him and the truth of who he is and see the life that he's given you through his perspective. I like to say the same, seeing things through your Jesus goggles, a little cheesy, but that's how I like to think about it sometimes. When you see things through the perspective of the God who gives your gives you your worth. So I want to practice this for a second, going back to the words that Paul wrote and take some cues from him. Those things in your life that are true, that are admirable, that are praiseworthy, thinking about such things. So I'm going to ask you a few questions, and those questions are at the bottom of your bulletin. So as I read them out, I don't need you to answer out loud. Just answer in your mind if you want to, or you can write them down on your bulletin. But don't answer them out loud. What is one thing going really well in your life right now? Who is one person, one person that you're grateful for? What's one talent you're glad you have? So you don't need to talk about it, guys. What's one thing you're proud of yourself for? What's one thing God has done that makes you thankful? Chances are that you might not be able to answer all those right now. And that's okay. But I can bet that you can answer at least one or two of those. Some really good things are happening in your world right now. So in the words of Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul, Think about such things. Think about those good things in your life and let your mind stay there, resting in the fact that God has blessed you. 
it doesn't mean that you're never going to think about Jesus. It doesn't mean you're never going to think about things in your life that you want. It's just not his focus. And as your focus changes, you just may find yourself feeling better about your life circumstances because they're in the proper perspective. Guys, this idea changed my life. It took me a long time to get there, I'll be honest. But once I learned to find my worth in Christ and see my life and the world around me through his perspective, through his eyes, once I learned to focus on becoming the right person rather than trying to find the right person, joy came naturally. A cheerful heart came naturally. Because I chose the right perspective. I chose his perspective. I can't imagine, honestly, where my life would be if I hadn't done that. But it wouldn't be great. I can tell you that right now. I want you to think about what you can do proactively to go after a cheerful heart. Even if you don't feel like it. Even if your circumstances in life don't change for the next weeks or months or years, think of how your life would look so different if you had a cheerful heart, and think about what you would miss out on if you don't. This is bigger than dating. As you get older, more and more things will come along that will happen to tempt you to stay frustrated and angry. But when things aren't necessarily going the way you want them to, know that you have more power than you think you do. You have the presence of God with you. You have the name of Jesus with you that you can declare over your circumstances. Your circumstances in life are going to change. Dating otherwise are going to change all the time. You can't control that. Sorry, that's something you can't control, but you can control how you respond. Your perspective is your pick. Your perspective is your pick. So take a word, take a this from the King of Kings, the God who loves you and accepts you, who lives in you and is with you all the time. Listen, your heart is too important to leave in a broken place. Your heart is too important to Make all the difference in the world. I can tell.